Good evening and welcome to Faith Lutheran Church in Ottawa, Kansas. It's the uh, third of our, actually fourth of our midweek services. By his wounds we are healed. Tonight we're going to consider the fifth commandment, murder. We begin with the invocation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. They made Christ's grave with the wicked and his tomb with the rich. Although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth, Christ was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole, and by his wounds we are healed. It is in that confidence that we then come before our God and confess our sins to him. Most merciful God, we confess to you that we have broken your commandments by our own thoughts, words, and deeds. We have failed to be the people you have called us to be and have not trusted your authority over our lives. We have not loved our brothers and sisters as we ought, and we have not cared for your creation. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and give us the healing power of your love that we may walk again in your ways and live to the glory of your holy name. Amen. God is gracious and merciful, and he desires that we be made free of the burden of our sins through Jesus Christ, who bore the cross for our sake and for the sake of the whole world. There is healing, hope, and life. Your sins are forgiven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We hear the word of the Lord first in Exodus 20, verse 13. You shall not murder. Our second reading from 1 Peter chapter 2. For the Lord's sake, Accept the authority of every human institution, whether of the emperor as supreme or of governors, as sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to praise those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing right, you should silence the ignorance of the foolish. As servants of God, live as free people, yet do not use your freedom as a pretext for evil. Honor everyone, Love the family of believers, fear God, honor the emperor. And our gospel for this evening from John chapter 11. So the chief priests and Pharisees called a meeting of the council and said, What are we to do? This man is performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him and the Romans will come and destroy both our holy place and our nation. One of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all. You do not understand that it is better for you to have one man die for the people than to have the whole nation destroyed. He did not say this on his own, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was about to die for the nation 
and not only for the nation, but to gather into one the dispersed children of God. So from that day on, they planned to put him to death. This is the gospel of our Lord. Think of the irony. Jesus did not murder, and yet he was killed. Jesus did not engage in violence, but violence was perpetrated against him. Jesus did get angry, yes, but he never encouraged others to use anger as a rationale for harming anyone, even those who despised him. Instead, as he hung on the cross, Jesus called for his Father to forgive those who crucified him. Jesus did, however, help us understand the depth of God's gracious intent in the commandment of, against murder. In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus spoke of how serious anger against a brother or sister can be. You can murder someone in your heart with anger. Bitter insults are just as surely, uh, just as surely as with a gun or a knife, you can murder someone with such things. We need to remember that Jesus taught this in the context of encouraging us to reconcile with those with whom we are uh, unreconciled. He wants us to come not to judgment, but to re reconciliation. Jesus was on a mission of love. Those who became his followers, including us today, recognize this we trust him as the Lord of love. How deeply we need that love because we do get angry and insulting and speak mean-spirited words about even brothers and sisters at times. And if you think contrary-wise, think about this the next time someone grabs that last package of toilet paper off the shelf at Walmart. All of humanity is by virtue of creator's creation, brother and sister. The creator God, he created every element in our planet, every element of our environment. We are also brothers and sisters by faith. We live in a part of a community called the church and it's bigger than just faith Lutheran here, as we well know. We have a lot of work to do in reconciling with many. Indeed, it's a task that overwhelms us all. No one can fulfill it. How can we reconcile, live together in love and care, truly loving and caring, especially in these anxious times? Caiaphas had a plan. It was a good plan from his perspective and from God's as well. Let one person die so that peace can prevail. It sounds so logical. It was a political peace that Caiaphas had in mind. And make no mistake, political peace would be a major accomplishment in Judea of that time. But the mission of Jesus is to accept that one to die to bring a peace would go far beyond anything that Caiaphas had in mind. It would be a peace that would reconcile us 
to God and not just to one another, but reconciled to God then to be reconciled with others as well, something that we could never do on our own. It's especially clear these days as a pandemic leads to fear and fear leads to anxiety and anxiety is breeding all kinds of evil, stirring in the hearts of so many. Jesus called even the devil a murderer, but murderer begins with a lie, a lie about who we are, and most importantly, about whose we are. While his critics could not see the love of, of God at work in Jesus, it didn't mean that Jesus gave up on them. He didn't give up on anyone. Certainly hasn't given up on you. He does not give up on us because we are not consigned to judgment. We are not the ones who are abandoned. It was Christ who was abandoned on the cross. Why? <laughs> so that the wounds of Jesus, the wounds of his death, were accepted by the Father so that murder and death would not have the last word. Love, reconciliation, everlasting peace. These are the last words of the cross. And that means we can all now look at humanity in a new and different way. Cross-eyed, that is, through the lens of Jesus' cross. That's how we hear the challenge of discipleship as it comes to us today, dear brothers and sisters. The ministry of reconciliation, love and peace, it's been entrusted to us. Our trespasses are not counted against us because of the wounds of Christ. Yes, we are clay pots carrying out this mission knowing our own faults and our failings, yeah, they're going to show. But it never really was all about us, was it? It's still all about the one who gave his life for the sake of the whole world. And because Jesus did, we can come to our brothers and sisters in this gift of the clay pots of our lives and offer ourselves, even if it wounds us, even if it kills us, love, real love, can be heard over all of the anxieties, over all of the anger, over all the terrors of this crazy world. Love really can be heard because of the wounds of Christ. And now may the peace of God, which passes all our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. At this point in the service, we would ordinarily receive our offering. We invite you to remember that the work of the church goes on, and as it does, the bills still need to be paid. We still need to bring what we have been given as a gift to our gracious God in thanks and praise for his wondrous gifts. It is in that faith now that we come before him in prayer. Throughout these 40 days of Lent, Lord, 
May you give your people hope that is in Jesus our Lord, who leads the way and takes into his body on the cross the sins of the whole world, that we might put away anger, judgment, and violence in our hearts and embrace instead your promise of love and mercy. Heal us, O God. That all who are injured by anger, hostility, or cruelty be granted wholeness, love, and restoration. Heal us, O God. That we may seek and work for justice for all who are victims of hatred or violence in our world. Heal us, O God. For all the saints and martyrs, many of whom suffered violence in their own wounding unto death, that they may be the shining examples of the victory of the crucified and risen Lamb and the wounds of love that he bears for us still. Heal us, O God. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, give us grace to trust you, especially during this time of illness and distress. In mercy, put an end to the pandemic that afflicts us. Grant relief to those who suffer and comfort all that mourn. Sustain all medical personnel in their labors and cause your people ever to serve you in righteousness and holiness. For into your healing wounded hands, for our sake we commend all for whom we pray. For by Christ's wounds we are healed. Amen. And we pray as he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now may the presence and blessing of the Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you now and always. Amen.